Hey guys, Daniel Bubba here, your favorite podcaster, host of the podcast, Schmack Talk Podcast. Um, real special thank you to Juan Bomb Chavana for coming on to the podcast. He's an MMA fighter. You're going to learn about him later on in the episode, but for right now, I'm going to go ahead and shoot, um, talk his shit for him because I didn't forget to do it while he was with us. He's got a fight Friday, November 13th. You can watch it live. It'll be at the Herschel Memorial Coliseum in Shreveport, Louisiana for AKA 12. It's a five title fight card. And if I'm not mistaken, Juan's card is for a pro. A shot at a pro. Pro status. So go out, uh, show support. Go get your tickets at uh, bishoppromotions.com. And pretty sure you can watch it live on combat tv um thank you again and on with the episode welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another smack talk podcast episode today i have a very special guest up in the building i had hinted towards him on the instagram a couple times there's some scheduling issues it's okay we're, we're we got it we got it i'm hyped for this one i actually i really am the book with the notes um today we have Juan Chavano. Juan Bomb. Juan Bomb Chavano. I've seen you fight. I love, love, I actually do enjoy watching you fight because you do come out with some heat. You come out with some heat. And I was watching literally all the AKA fights that were on YouTube <laughs> the other day. Yeah. Um, first things first. How long? Have you been doing MMA? Uh, so I've been doing MMA for about consistently for about five years now. So um, I actually got introduced to it my freshman year in high school, and I tried it out and I liked it. But I was so dedicated in the football, so I stuck with football throughout high school. And then after I had an ACL injury, I decided to uh, give up on the football dream and just pursue MMA full time. Right on, right on. Yeah, now. You're out. You're here out of the Brazos Valley MMA, correct? Yes, sir. Who, your coach is Bubba Bush. Bubba Bush. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's my nickname, Bubba. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> love him. See him in the corner. He's he seems to be like a good corner coach. He seems yeah, pretty. Man. He's a really awesome yeah. guy, man. Actually, uh, he fought in the UFC before, so yeah. he, uh, he has a lot of knowledge and he teaches us so many uh, technical things that that I'll take on with me as I progress in my career. That's dope. I definitely want to try and get down there with y'all and start something because yeah, sure. I need to pick up like welcome. I want to pick up kickboxing and MMA and all that stuff. I don't know, maybe maybe not actually fight, but just to, for like self discipline. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a good discipline to have. It uh, gets you in shape and it teaches you to persevere. Woo! It's been a minute since the podcast has probably been blessed with something like this. For <laughs> for all our listeners, we, we we're, this is CBD. <laughs> this is CBD. We smoke CBD in here sometimes. And uh, so, why AKA? Why why that? American Combat Alliance. Yeah. So. I'm really not the one, because I'm an amateur right now. I'm actually turning pro next year, so that's going to be awesome. But as an amateur, um, when you're getting into the game, your coach pretty much decides for you. Like, uh, when are you, like, he 
offer you fights, and then he'll give you a promotion. It's your choice to say yes or no. But as a fighter, most of the time, you're not going to say no. So, um, so AKA got brought into the picture, and it was my first time actually fighting outside of Texas. So that was and that was big for me because I'm not, I never really got a chance to travel growing up. So when I got offered to fight someone in Louisiana, that was huge for me. So I, I took it immediately, and I've been. This will be my fourth fight with them coming up in November. And it's a really awesome promotion, man. They're uh, they're really great. They're professional. Um, a lot of people that show up and watch the fight and it's just very well organized and it's at a casino too so it's pretty it's kind of a plus to have fun there too as well nice i i like okay so i was <laughs> i kind of have beef with the uh the commentators now and that may be a little objective of me because like i'm i'm a fan of you and they were kind of <laughs> talking bad at you at the time on um, the hang on um when you went up against Chris Williams, mm-hmm. uh, and like the forty-five seconds in the first round, like he he was on top of you, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get up. Yeah. And there were commentators like, he needs to make a move. It doesn't look like he's making any moves to get up. And I'm like, what? What is he doing right now? <laughs> what is he doing right now? The, I think I believe it, I don't want to talk bad about him. I don't know mm-hmm. him. He was I believe is an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. I just I was just like, all right. And then the other one, the the younger one, mm-hmm. he seems a lot more chilling. They they seem like they know what you're talking about. But that that time, I was just like, what what fight are you watching? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just me. Well, do you the do way, you meet them? I did get a chance to meet them. They're they're nice people. The way I look at it as a fighter, I'm not really worried about what other people have to say. Like especially the commentators, because at the end of the day, I'm the one that's in there fighting. So like. They truthfully don't know what's going on in my head. So, and, and, but that's just me with life in general. Any opinion that you have is kind of hard, I guess you could say, for me to be upset about it because truthfully they don't know what's going on yeah. inside my head while I'm doing things. Now, could they be right? Yes, but they also could be wrong as well. You know, so yeah. truthfully, when I get in there, I'm just in there to do me, fight, and do what my coach says. You know what I'm saying? To prove to him that. All the training that we went through is going, is going to pay off. That's what's more important to me than what anybody has to say. Yeah. Right on, right on. Wow. Just, I don't know if you guys know this, but Juan's a Zen master. I, <laughs> he really is. I, like, the stuff you post on your snap is just very, like, very cerebral and just very deep. And it's like, I appreciate that because not very many people post stuff like that. It's so true, man. I gotta keep it real out here, man. Yeah. Somebody's gotta do it. I feel like I'm one of those guys that has to do it, you know. And I feel like I have a voice and a um and the mindset that people can listen to and benefit off of, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now in the your fight against Jesse Henry. When was that? Yes. That was the one where you both body kicked each other at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Jesse, that was a tall guy. He's actually turned out to be very nice. Cause usually you don't get to talk to fighters that often with their like beforehand as an as an amateur. So I got to talk to him after, and he's actually a really nice guy, yeah. man. He, uh, did Did you guys kind of like both laugh afterwards when you? Yeah, absolutely. It, well, <laughs> like the, the, the double leg kick yeah, to each other. I was like, <laughs> well, it's different, and, and the fight game is different, like. I guess you could say, like, you see all the, like, shit-talking and all the mouthing, like, at the weigh-ins before, but truthfully, when you get in there and throw down with someone, 
in front of all of those people and then those cameras are um, pointing at you and you guys are just giving it all in there no matter who win or lose you're gonna always have some sort of respect for that person because they have the balls to get in there yeah and usually in my fights every fight that I've had I've always either shook that person's hand or conversated with them after hell I've even had a chance to smoke with one one of my old fighters before so that's what's up yeah man it's yeah. not a bad it's not a bad journey it's just really how you uh, I guess you can say how you carry yourself with the uh, with the situation you know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah because like from my understanding from watching the Joe Rogan podcast and the UFC and all that stuff is mm-hmm. most fighters are genuinely just chill people oh yeah and, and they have to like they kind of have to switch to that mind sweat set of fuck you yeah, absolutely. This because is, it's that's just temporary. Yeah, it's, it's not, just temporary. Yeah. So, you know, it's that it's, it's cool to be able to see people switch it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just business. Well, in my eyes, it's just business. You know, yeah. like I have a different approach towards the fight game. Like, I'm not gonna really be the one to like talk shit or mouth off to someone unless they're getting in my face and showing disrespect to me. Then I'll give someone the show in that in that scenario. But. You uh, am I gonna be the first person to do that? Probably not. I'm just there to do business and go home, get in and get out. That's my job, you know. Yeah. The shit talking can come later. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> I feel like that's what people want to see. Like, yeah, the shit talking is fun, but people want to see a, like a really good performance, you know. And yeah. that's what I feel like I have. I feel like I have that, you know. So you, I don't have to say I don't have to say much for people to know what I'm about. Yeah, you, you know? definitely give good performances. Um, I appreciate watching you your think. fights. It's it's like uh, it's pretty great to just watch you fight because you're like you're you're so explosive and you do you maintain it, you maintain it all all the rounds. Whereas like some people like Yoel Romero, mm-hmm. they kind of just like blow their load early and then oh, like yeah. <laughs> when, and they're kind of like getting tired into those later rounds and you're just like ah. Oh. Well, yeah, man, so it's so a lot of cardio, man, especially in the MMA game. Um, I'm not going to say, you, like, you, MMA is the most cardio out of all the sports, but it's definitely a sport where you have to constantly maintain the cardio. Like, hell, I have to run. Me, personally, I run close to 40 miles a week because I have to. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, just um, the mindset that I have is that I have to have be explosive and smart for five rounds. You know, yeah, as an amateur, you fight three as a pro, you will eventually fight for five. So I train like a pro to fight for five, even though I'm fighting for three, you know. That's a mindset that I feel like every amateur should have as they become a pro, and I feel like that will make someone successful doing that. Why not train like a pro if that's what you want to be one day, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I got to say my favorite fight was the the one against Albuquerque. Ali McCurry? Yeah, Ali McCurry. That, that one that one was good. And you had control almost the entire time. <laughs> and, and I gotta say, um, that one was cool because you, you kind of just like worked him towards the end. Towards the end, it was just like clear to me. I was like, all right, Juan's, Juan's definitely winning this, this one. <laughs> the, the Juan's definitely winning this one. Because like there are times where like in your... um. Was it the Jesse Henry fight where you got rocked for a second? Mm-hmm. Where like they can get rocked and you're like, nah, he he's still in this fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas that one is just like, this guy wants to do something, but there's just there's just like a difference in like mm-hmm. ability or skill to where it's just not it's not mattering. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really oh, enjoyed that one. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. that fight. 
That was a very interesting fight. That was actually the most recent one. It's kind of sad because that was the last one too before the whole pandemic happened. Yeah. Uh, I had a different mindset going into that fight compared to the other ones because it was my first time fighting at 155 in a long time. So I guess you can, it was a much lighter weight class because the past two fights that I had, which was the one that you brought up, Jesse Henry and uh, Chris Williams, those were, those fights were taken on short notice at middleweight. And I'm yeah. not, that's, that's not a, my weight class. Originally, I'm a 170, 155. So like those two days notice fight, I was already there in Louisiana. I was just like, I'm not going to sit here and not fight. I'm already here. So let's go for it. And, Wow. I ended up getting a fight of the night with Chris uh, with Chris Williams. I, I did lose that fight, but it was a damn good fight. And, yeah. all, and all. I'll definitely remember that one for the rest of my life. Jesse Henry, that was also a good fight as well. And I made I made a mistake that I shouldn't have and ended up losing the fight. But yeah. that was also a good one as well. I hate that like most of like your fights that are on YouTube are like losses. I like <laughs> that that upset me. That hurt me. That. Nah. But, uh, I mean, it's not technically a bad thing, because honestly, the way I look at social media, like, yeah, it looks bad, like, there's uh, there's a few fights on YouTube, um, the ones that I've lost, but truthfully, no one can really know my capability unless they come out and see me in person. Yeah. You know? Or if they were there to see the fights that I've won, or to see the entire thing, you know. I guess you could say uh, social media is just like the, uh, the preview of what really happens when you're present. Oh, yeah. And like, and that's why I'm like definitely excited to actually try and come out and see you. Uh, I'm a broke college student right now, but like, when oh, you get nice. to like, that's awesome. Man. When you get to the next level or something, or I personally maybe me, I get to the next level so I can <laughs> pay for a ticket. I'll come out and see you for sure. Hey, that would be, I would really appreciate that, yeah. man. Thank you. Um, so also on YouTube, I gotta I. Whose idea was it to upload the video of you bench uh, bench pressing two twenty five? Oh, that was me like a long time ago. That was like that was in high school. <laughs> oh, you know, high school football, like you know, the guys. Damn, that was uh, that was my freshman year of high school. So like, that's your freshman year, yeah. and you're doing six reps with two twenty five. Mm -hmm. That's badass. <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was when I was really more into like lifting weights back then because I had to for football. Like, I still do it now, but not as intense as I did when I was playing football. So. Yeah, you can't you can't get too big, because then you, like, Aaron. you have to worry about, like... I like to have a little... I, I like to have a balance between uh, muscle and endurance. Like, not having too much muscle and not having little endurance. You know, I like yeah. to keep a balance. Yeah, it's good to have that balance, because mm -hmm. if you're too muscly, then you get tired. Yes, you're, absolutely. Or it's just a lot of endurance training that you have to do to maintain that. Yeah. You know? I just like to keep it in between. Not too big, but not too small. Mm -hmm. And then, your, fir your first smoker on uh, the, oh, yeah, the, the phone, first one. phone videos. That was the first one, yeah. First ever? First ever. Me being, like, fighting for real in the cage. Without, smokers don't go on your record, so yeah. it was just my first time actually, like, fighting someone in front of. And with rules, of course, because I used to get in front Oh, so, the, like, that's the actual name. Is they're actually called smokers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was my first uh, fight with rules in front of people. So like it was, uh, it's a different feeling. Like getting in the street fight is different because I did grow up getting in the fights. I got in a lot of trouble. Like when outside of the house, my parents they still don't know about that, but I'll yeah. tell them eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been Same. in fights um, in the street, and it's definitely different from actually fighting with rules. You know what I mean? I guess you can say because. In the street, if you get knocked out, you get knocked out. It's whatever. Yeah. You know? 
if you get knocked now you have an audience watching and there's rules is different you're just like well this is embarrassing if something if I get beat up in front of all these people so and you're my first time doing that the only thing I can think of is I'm not gonna get my ass beat I'm not gonna get my ass beat so like just I just took that and just applied it and tried to beat the shit out of the dude you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. which you definitely did <laughs> That that kid was like expecting like someone to like I don't know roll with him I guess because like from what it looked like he looked like he was ready for a jujitsu current no, a no gi jujitsu tournament. And you know it was crazy at that time I didn't even know what the hell BJJ was. You know, <laughs> I, I think I was maybe two months three months into my training I guess like I I I was aware of it but I didn't just just say my experience in that realm was absolutely zero you know just learning how to pass guard the first two months or like going into side control the only thing i knew how to do going into that was like jab cross or hook and i knew how to do a kick a high kick from watching youtube videos yeah you know but yeah that was the first one and um after that um that one that's when i knew i, I wanted to pursue it full time just the feeling that i had while i was in there it's just like whoa i'm actually doing something and crazy right now that people enjoy watching and I'm not bad at it so let's see where this goes yeah. and here I am it, as like someone who watches from the outside who had, doesn't train it's easy for me to go oh I want to do that but until like you step into that ring you really don't know if this is for you I, I can honestly say you truthfully don't know until you get hit hard enough Yeah. if you're okay with getting hit if you're okay with getting hit you'll be fine now me personally it took me a while to register that like I was times that I would uh, spar people that were far ahead of I was and I would get hit with these certain combinations I'm just like whoa do I really want this to happen to me all the time I don't think I'm about this life you know but as I continued the training I started getting hit less and less and then I started uh, my body started naturally moving for me without without him telling me to so like after that, I was just like, "Whoa, okay." So this now I see why people actually do this because when you know what you're doing, now that when you get to know what you're doing, it becomes extremely fun, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's the best. I think the best part about learning martial arts is just there's always something to learn. Doesn't matter if you're say like you're really good at um, doing arm bars or you're really good at throwing a round kick. There's always something you can improve in your game. Always. I don't care if you're a black belt. I don't care if you've been training for 30 years. There's always something you can brush up on. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, what, what the way things go is there's so many people learning to pick up mar mixed martial arts. You have to keep training and you have to keep learning new things because if you're not learning something new, someone else is. Oh, absolutely. So it's better to stay mm -hmm. on top. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I like it's a really good thing to get into, man. If you ever wanted to like try it, I'd recommend it for sure. It's, it's what? Not bad. What? Even if it's not for competing, it's just uh, I will say it will change your life for sure. Like it's just the way to, it will change the way that you look at things, and not for the negative reasons either. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what got you to? What made you want like initially start pick up fighting? Um. Because I grew up watching it all throughout my childhood it's like my dad would watch it for like on TV uh, I guess you could say 
Well, I've always loved sports. So, like, even in football, I've I always had a very competitive nature. We're just with uh, people in general, like, far as, like, fitness goes. Like, um, if I see a guy bench pressing 400 pounds, I'm like, holy shit, let me work as hard as I can to eventually get there. Or if uh, this guy is the best linebacker in school, okay, let me work hard and try to get there, you know. And it was the same thing with MMA. Oh, this guy is... Uh, actually, what convinced me was when I saw Chris Weidman fight uh, Anderson Silva for the championship belt. Oh. So I saw Chris Weidman. I didn't know who the hell that was at the time. I knew Anderson Silva because he was one of the greatest fighters in the world. So at the time, I'm looking at uh, Chris Weidman. He's a nobody to me. And I see him knock out Anderson Silva. And I'm like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy here? And when I saw that, I was just, my competitive self was like, oh, I can do that too. Let me go ahead and get the ball rolling, you know, and go ahead and get into this. And that's why, um, that was part of the motivation that got me into fighting for sure. I wouldn't say that I fight because I like beating people up. That's really not the reason why I do it. Um, yes, the, um, the competitive side of me enjoys fighting, but truthfully, it's the reason why I fight is because I feel like I motivate people when I do it. You know, like if if I'm getting into these heated fights with people and you don't know if I'm going to win or lose, but you see me persevering, that can motivate us to want to be like, oh, I can persevere too. And and I can relate to you in anything that you want to do in life. It's like, hey, look, I'm in the cage getting my ass beat right now, but I'm still doing what I can to, make, to try to win this fight. You know what I mean? So if I can persevere for at least 20, 20 minutes, and I feel like my life's on the line, then I'm sure you can persevere in what you're doing, what you're trying to do in life. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's a very powerful mindset. That's nice. It's um, it's very pure. It's um, that'll get that'll get you far. That'll get you far. Uh, if if I've learned anything from anything I've done is, is if you have good intentions, potential is limitless. It can take you so far. Man. Yeah, it can absolutely. Because like, you notice when people do things with like evil intent or like something out of like malice or something I'm using big words oh my god oh my god I, I'm listen, I'm gonna listen back to this and be like can't you see you're not that educated can you? you're not that you're a chicken science guy <laughs> but um yeah like you just see how it just like crashes and burns for them whereas like mm -hmm. people who just have good intent with everything just win mm -hmm. It's not, truthfully, it's not for my own benefit, it's for everyone's, you know, like, people that see me fight, I want them to, to be motivated to do what they want to do in life when they see me fight, like, oh, like, because it took, it really took a lot for me to get to this point, you know what I'm saying, and I'm still, I still don't have everything figured out, but I do know that there's a tomorrow, quite possibly, so why not keep pushing forward, and that's what I want people to do, especially when they watch me fight, you know, because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. Um, it's all my prepared questions. Now we can just like freestyle it and do whatever. <laughs> so like, I guess um, where'd you go to high school? So I went to Side Creek High School. That was um in the Cypress area in Houston. All right. Yeah, I man. I was uh, it's a very interesting high school. It was my first time being in a diverse community I guess you can say because okay. where I'm from is not I wouldn't say the safest place to live and I was I'm from I'm from the Alden area there's these apartments called uh, Haverstock Hills so like if you're from Houston you probably know what I'm talking about but 
It's not a very uh, livable place. It's very dangerous, and um, I get it. it was just surrounded by a bunch of minorities and uh, crooked cops, stuff like that. Just seeing like things as a child that you're not supposed to see growing up. So moving to Cyprus was my first time being in a diverse community, like where I wasn't the. Um, just put it this way: I was used to being the. Uh, the same color in the room and now I'm in the room and there's diverse colors so that was different I didn't know what to say what to do you know so luckily will I say I'm happy I moved to the area yes because I've made so many different friends along the way from moving there different races and everything so yeah. the way I am I love my people absolutely but I'm also I like being in diverse areas like seeing other people's culture and not just mine that's just how I am yeah no. So going to high school um, with Side Creek was a big uh, thing for me, and I actually enjoyed every single moment that I had there, to be honest with you. Right on. Uh, I went to, like, three different high schools, so um, I got to see a whole lot of shit. I went to Brandeis High School in San Antonio, then oh, I went nice. to Holy Cross San Antonio <laughs> and for, like, a month. <laughs> like, actually a month. I was I actually... I paid tuition for two months, so, eh, <laughs> two months, but, and then from there, I went to Cinco Ranch, which is in, Cinco Ranch High School? Yeah, nice. in Houston, so, that's how I know Cypress nice. and all that. Awesome. It's, uh, there's big differences in every high school. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I see, it. I used to see that when I went to summer school in high school, too, so, like, we, uh, I would go to summer school at the different Cypress school, I'm like, whoa, y'all school runs a little different from ours, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, that's even the same district. Yeah. So, just, like, when you go across, like, a whole city or a whole country or uh, a whole state, even, you're just like, whoa. I don't know. This is, like, a weird way of operating things here. Yeah, man. It was like that for me when I left Texas for the first time. not going to lie to you. Yeah. You're going to, well, yeah, going to Louisiana. But really, the big one that did it for me was going driving to Colorado because I saw it. The, uh, the terrain changed from like flat farm Texas to like mountainy Colorado no humidity weather so I was just yeah. like whoa there's all this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was digging it for sure yeah. it was definitely a lot I guess you could say a lot more peaceful than what I'm used to so I was just like whoa what is all this this feels like paradise here. I don't want to leave here <laughs> well, now, what parts of Colorado did you go see? I went to Denver did that Denver? <laughs> nice. straight to Denver for reasons <laughs> you do yeah. but yeah but other than that um the biggest thing I enjoyed about Colorado was probably the Rockies man because I've never seen that type of terrain before only in movies and on TV so actually driving through there I'm just like holy shit I feel like I'm on a safari here man yeah. and and the good stuff's here yeah why am I why do I live here <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive to live there that's why <laughs> yeah, man, it is it is. But it's, uh, I think it's worth it in definitely, the end. I would, I would definitely raise a family there for sure. For sure. But I, for now, I would just use it as a getaway place. Colorado's like, if I wasn't living in Texas, I'd probably go to Colorado. Oh, yeah, man. For sure. The weather's perfect there. I don't know. I haven't been there for the winter, so I can't say entirely Same. year round. But I've been we're, there we're used to like, Texas Texas winters that ain't, right. they're not fucking shit. So any weather's better than Texas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that we have entirely bad weather all the time, but it does get extremely fucking hot here. Yeah. It does. So, 
I, I've been to the cold and I played in snow and I, when I was like little and it was like fuck this this sucks yeah, this Dude, is just playing with ice when I was climbing the Rockies where they actually still had some snow from the winter time you know and in the spring nice yeah like, whoa holy shit yeah, it takes a while for that snow to like. It takes melt. a little snow like every four years, like once every four years, and the snow will be gone by yeah. the morning. <laughs> yeah, like it's like an hour of snow, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's all over a snap!" And you're just like, "Yeah." yeah. By in an hour. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so what brought uh, what brings you to uh, college? Um, Here. I so I in really honestly after high school I had to like initially in high school was like just gonna go join the army mm -hmm. but then my mom was like well at least apply to community college mm -hmm. and I was like alright but so I applied to community college because I kind of wanted to do poultry science kind of wanted to just do the military mm -hmm. and so like I had go seen gone seen the University of Georgia's campus and mm -hmm. I was like alright so probably do want to do co do college the University of Georgia's lit like that campus is really beautiful there's chipmunks running around everywhere oh, like awesome, yeah and their farm is ginormous and so I was like alright maybe actual college and then when I got accepted to the community college I was like well I guess I can't do the army now because I'm in college <laughs> 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 so I was like mm, fuck I guess I, I should do it so then I ended up doing being a poultry science major, so that's very very specific. A and M is the only school in College Station, or the only school in Texas that offers it. Mm. So, you know, it's either this or Georgia. And out of state tuition in Georgia is retarded. Yeah, I hear out of state tuition is insane. That's why I've never. I was always told to go to college, in, like in their in your home state. Yeah. So you want to pay as much. I did go to college for a little bit. I went to Blend. For a little bit and then I decided I wanted to pursue uh, film and photography so I went to Los Angeles film school for about a year about a year and a half and then I took a break on that and just mm -hmm. started doing MMA full-time okay mm -hmm. so what did you learn in film school um, they basically just teach you things like uh, the history of film and then they tell you why film is so important and um, it's actually a pretty, it's pretty cool because like after a while as you uh, progress into your degree, they actually start sending you equipment like a laptop, they'll send you like a free MacBook Pro or a Sony FS5 camera, which is like this expensive, like $2,500 like 4K camera, so like they give you projects and stuff that you have to do, they'll teach you like how to uh, shoot the camera properly through these online classes and like how to make movies and then they'll give you project that you have to work on and send it to the group oh okay mm -hmm. see cause I'm trying I have like this I, I did this fishing YouTube video thing mm -hmm. that I did over the summer I have like one video one solid video of like film and I want to edit the video down but I don't know how to do any of that fancy stuff so like mm -hmm. I guess I like learn some stuff from that dude truthfully with the film and stuff I just use like I, I guess you could say my intuition of what I feel like looks okay or I guess you, I've always been that way about everything though yeah I've always tried to like do it on my own before I like got help that's why I wasn't man. really good at school <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah man I was always trying I was always a creative guy trying to see if I like personally like it you know yeah that's dope that's dope did you go to Los Angeles for that, or? Mm -mm. It was online school. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice to go there because I've never been to California before, and I've always wanted to go. So I, that could have been a big opportunity for me if I would have just went over there and went to school. There. If you th if you thought people in Colorado didn't give a fuck about weed, 
Okay, if you thought people in Colorado didn't give a fuck about weed, you go oh, to California, yeah. and they this is, this is, zero. Yeah, I hear this like smoking a cigarette there. Yeah, I like I went when I was younger, because my dad was in the army, so like he traveled a lot, so I would go visit him. Mm-hmm. And when he was in Cali, it's just like, like, I'm in at the beach, eating like fish tacos with my family and just chilling, and then we smell weed. I'm like, <laughs> like I had started smoking weed by then, so like I was kind of just like. I like him, and but then like, and it, like as I got older, I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. It's not. It's not legal. It's not legal in Texas. You can't do that. Yeah, so man. they need to go ahead and change that law. I don't. It's not bad for you. It's really good, especially for uh, like pain and stuff. Instead of taking like pills and shit, so okay. I don't see like why they don't legalize it. It's not gonna kill you. They're not. Now, I understand, like, there are some folks out there that can't drive for shit while they're high. So, yeah. like, if they want to make a rule out of that, by all means, people are still going to do it anyway. Fuck it. But it's not a drug that's going to, like, kill you. you know? Yeah. So, if anything, it's going to help you. Yeah, you're going to, if you do get in an accident, you're going to be going 25 miles an hour. So, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, and plus, you know how many jobs that would fucking make for people here in Texas? Jesus Christ, that's a billion dollar market yeah. already in Texas. You know how many people want weed to be legal here, so why not just do it? You know? what, what's crazy is like a lot of people are very shy about it. And like yeah. that that's that's the shame, that, that's the part, be, right? is you can't be shy about it. Is if, if you're up in everyone's face about it, they're going to be like, and you're I, make it disarming. Effect. I, I really feel like it's no reason to have anxiety about it because at the end of the day, it's just the smell that people worry about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kind of dig the smell. Yeah, like people smell and they're like, oh, drugs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've never yeah. done like any hard drugs like heroin or meth, so like uh, I can't tell if they smell. Yeah, yeah I'm glad so. you don't do those, man. That was, that but like, I'm good on those, and I don't need to know anything. I just those are bad ones. Man. Yeah. yeah, I think mushrooms are cool. Mushrooms are definitely cool. Mushrooms, uh, how do those work? Explain. You just you just eat them. You eat them? Yeah, and, sure. and they last like three to four hours. Oh wow! Yeah. So like, oh wow! So like, usually like a, a marijuana high would last like an hour or two. So yeah. Mushrooms will last four to six. Yeah. That's insane. And then like, I hear those are a lot more. Um, I've heard about tabs before, like acid or yeah. whatever. But I hear uh, shrooms is, I guess, more natural. It's a lot, yeah, and a lot more tame in comparison. Mm-hmm. That's so, insane, man. Yeah. I like if you're gonna start off with psychedelics, I'd definitely start off with shrooms. But like those are hard to find here. They're also because they're you know, they're illegal. Those are another one that I think should be legal too. The shrooms? Yeah. I definitely think they should be legal because um, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about them, so honestly, yeah. honestly why not? Yeah. There was uh Paul Stamens, he was a what got him into researching fungus and all that stuff was he took an ounce of mushrooms and before he had a stutter. After the trip, didn't have a stutter. Oh wow. Yeah. So, you know, stutter's gone. Fix his stutter. It's crazy, man. Yeah. And like, there's like different like mushrooms too. So there's like different effects from also. I'm not like a like fungologist or whatever you want to call it, but like, got my fair share of like reading books from the library, high school library mm-hmm. experience. 
along yeah. with personal experience. Yeah. Oh, nice, man. So, what was your experience like? Um, not, what, which time? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not your first time. Yeah, first. Uh, anytime, your first time. First time was probably my favorite because it was on spring break, and me and my friends, we like during the spring break, we'll just go out to buttfuck Texas and go do. And it's literally in the middle of nowhere, Texas, to where, like, it, we're not worried about neighbors or anything. Like, the nearest neighbor's probably, like, they're, like, 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 yards away. Mm-hmm. So, like, we rented this house out in the middle of, like, the hill country. Mm-hmm. And we're just, like, there tripping. And I'm just, like, enjoying the <laughs> fuck out of it. Like, just laying on the grass, just, like. I like I like finally understood the, the the gist of like why hippies laid on the grass and fell asleep a lot because it's just like oh my, <laughs> this shit's fucking awesome. You just felt so great. I felt so one with like the earth. Mm-hmm. It was nice. And then like me and my buddy went fishing while on the mushrooms and we caught a like big ass fish and we we're just like whoa. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. we we felt like we were part of the fish holding the fish until we <laughs> threw it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you so, looked at the fish and was like, oh, I don't want to take this guy's life and just threw it back in there. Yeah, my fr- my friend Will was like, we should take him home to eat. And I was like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> He's got a family. <laughs> trying to, let's see if I can pull up a picture of Will's fish. And that fish, that's probably part of the reason why vegetarians exist, but I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. It's a good hypothesis. Yeah. Solid, solid hypothesis. Yeah, I don't got any pictures of his fish. Bro. Jesus. What does this man upload? Alright, never mind. Yeah, I don't got a picture, but... Yeah, it was pretty neat. And then, like, just to, like, look... Like, everything just looks so much more vivid and brighter. It was neat. I enjoyed it. That's awesome, man. Would yeah. you take him again? Uh, yes. There was one time where I took him and it was kind of weird. It was a weird experience. But, like, I also took him at, like, 7 in the morning, right as I woke up. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe that was a mistake. I also was, like, by myself and I didn't have, like, friends around. So, that may have also been an issue as well. Because it, it's always nicer to have people around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Especially the ones that you trust, for sure. Yeah. You can definitely see people's intentions. On Psychic? That's like, what I hear. On mushrooms, yeah. Like, I, like, you can definitely be like, oh, these people are, like, I can trust these people, right? like, mm-hmm. type shit. Whereas, like, when you see someone you don't, like, know, you're just like, I don't know about this person. <laughs> I don't know. And you hang out with them and, like, you start, like, seeing a color around them or something that like, oh, gives yeah. you, like, a vibe about them. The aura. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I hear. That's what's up. So what do you what do you do now? Like far as like um for like fighting free time? Yeah. Like for fighting. Um so well you know I work at True Food, right? Yeah. So I run a combo six class there in the morning where I, I run people to cardio kickboxing class. So they have a whole studio there in the morning. So after I work I'll do um I'll run myself through the course, but I'll do it I'll tweak it to like my um my strength and endurance capability. So I'll do that, and then I'll, I'll usually run like five or six miles. I'll take a break and run like five or six miles a couple hours late, a couple hours later, 
and then I'll go to practice. All right. Now, and then practice can usually can consist of one between one to three hours. It really just depends on how my body's feeling personally, but definitely it's guaranteed two hours for sure. Like, it's really rare for me to go to the gym and out uh, to my my coach's gym and not stay there longer than two hours. All right. Now, but when you do the running, are you on the treadmill or are you, like, running outside? Treadmill. Uh, I do treadmill because I get shin splints really bad when I run on concrete. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I got bad knees. And I thanks, to, to thanks, thanks to football. <laughs> that's, that's that fit football lifting. I definitely yeah, think that's man, the way it is. It was rough. <laughs> Real rough, man. Yeah. It got you strong, but... Eh. Your joints are kind of yeah. Nice. Everything pops when you wake up in the morning. But football got had me like really competitive, man. Just a lot of egos in the room, so I always feel like I had to be. Cause I wasn't. I'm not extroverted. I'm not the one that talks shit out loud. So like, the competitive person I was in football, I just always had to be ahead, you know, without mm-hmm. me saying anything, of course. Uh, I'm not super extroverted that much. It actually depends on like. Well, it, well, yeah, it depends just, on the room. Yeah, it really just depends on who I'm talking to, I yeah. guess you could say, or who's around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there are times where, like, if I'm around my friends, no problem talking. Mm-hmm. You and me, no problem talking. But, like, yeah, some absolutely. people, it's just, like, you, you feel stiff with them. Yeah, because you don't know. That, it's probably because, me personally, it's because I don't know their intentions. Like, what do you... It's really rare, for, to be honest with you, many people don't come up to me and try to speak to me. It's really rare. Like, you're actually one of the few that actually did, so I was surprised. But uh, most of the time, like, I have to make myself known, I guess, or make myself, uh, like, hey, I want to talk to you. What's up? How are you? Yeah. Usually. So, like, I never really get a chance to see, like, people's intentions until they come talk to me first, truthfully. Yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't. I've uh, you were like one of the first, like you were one of the first few people in my like life where I've actually gone up and I'm like, hey, what's up? Oh, really? Yeah. Most people talk to me first, and I was like, hey, <laughs> all right, you want to be friends? All right, bet we're gonna be friends. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. So I uh, was really surprised when you came. Like, I was like, whoa, there's someone actually trying to talk to me right now. This is new. <laughs> I introduced myself, and you turned out to be a very awesome dude, man. Yeah. No, I was like, I don't know what came over me that day. I was like. I was about to squat, and I was like, at least go say what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't not say what's up. Do I look, okay, honest question. So, like, from a distance, do I look like I'm pissed off all the time, or do I look upset? <sighs> I always have to ask, man, because I always wonder. Mm. Or do I have, like, a resting, what they call a resting bitch face? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really get to listen. We were in the gym, so, like, we were wearing the mask. And, oh yeah. yeah. So I couldn't really tell, but like you seem pretty plain Jane, just chilling. Really? Yeah. For for me, I don't know. I get like I guess I get the same because I get kind of, sometimes I get the same thing where like people are like you look mad or like you just look like like you don't want to be here sometimes, and I'm like no, I'm actually enjoying the fuck out of myself. Yeah, like I'm chilling. You know <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm probably thinking about something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> caught like, me in a weird thought. Yeah. Right? So y'all are just looking at the wrong time, y'all. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Look when I'm smiling or laughing at some shit. <laughs> Come back in like five seconds. I guarantee you yeah, I have a retarded ass smile on my just face. Just there just a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> might change your opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what, uh, let's see.
What did you think of the Israel versus Paulo Costa fight? It went exactly the way I thought it would. Oh no, honesty. Um, so I had two scenarios: either Adesanya was going to completely dog him, or Costa was going to uh, finish him in the third round. And the first one happened, and Adesanya just absolutely dogged this man. Then made it look like he didn't belong in there with him. Oh whatsoever. yeah, he started chopping away at that man's legs. I was like, oh, the mark started showing. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this, he, this guy, this kid looks like an actual kid right now. Yeah, he was a be- it was a beautiful performance for yeah. sure. That was that, is, that that performance was actually inspirational. To be honest with you, it, it, it really is. If you can fight like the way Adesanya did against Costa consistently, you have you will flourish in the MMA game because that was beautiful. Yeah. And the greatest part about it, there was hardly any grappling involved in that fight whatsoever. It was just straight to the point. Yep. And, I, like, I I was like you were. It's either Izzy's going to knock him out mm-hmm. or Paulo Costa and his, like, south of the border supplements. <laughs> you know. I see him, and I was like, there's no way. There's no way he's made that way. Dude, there's no way that's natural. That, that, that one was... That's, weird. like, either super freak genetics or just, like... Damn man, that dude's freaking jack. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but don't know his secrets. But hey, hats off to that guy for the physique. Man. Yeah, that's really that looks like something that's hard to achieve. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. shout out to you for maintaining it too, cause like yeah, dude. Oh, let me know your diet. Cause I'm trying to get there with you. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, right on. It was it was great having you on. Uh, yeah, always, man. Yeah. Anytime. More than happy to, more than feel, uh, I can't talk right now. Feel more than free to just ask if you want to come on and we'll do like an MMA podcast or something. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, all right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the podcast and Schmack Talk out.